is uh, episode two of my impromptu podcast series. Um, we did a little intro and then we did one recently with Victor Wooten. Um, and here I am today with Travis Book. For those people that might not know who Travis is, Travis, tell us who you are. What do you do? Well, I play bass, man. And I play, uh, I play bass in a, in a sort of pseudo bluegrass band called the Infamous String Dusters. And we, we tour and make music. It's original acoustic music. And um, I live in North Carolina. I don't know what else to say, man. I like, I like bikes. <laughs> but, you've been, but, but you've been doing a lot of your own stuff too, right? Like you've you been pretty regular on the open mic thing local to you, I think. What I do is I, I have a, um, during the pandemic, I started uh, hosting something I call the Travis Book Happy Hour, which is a chance to interview friends, play music, get a little philosophical. And I was live streaming that via Facebook. And out of that came a need to like work on that music, work on that show a little bit. And so I started doing Tuesdays the night before at a local venue in this little town I live in, Brevard. Um, place called 185 King Street, and it's turned into. I mean, I've been doing it for like a year and a half now. I, I we basically call it Travis Book and Friends, and it's an, an, a different ensemble almost every, uh, almost every week. A lot of times, now, it's a you're, you're primarily guitar in that. Well, no, that's that. The fun thing about that is I'm doing everything. Like I'll have uh, I'll have like singer songwriters come in, and I'll accompany them on upright bass with maybe like a dobro player, and then sometimes I'll I'll. <clears throat> basically front my own band I have like an like an old time type band with banjo clawhammer banjo fiddle and upright bass i play acoustic guitar in that i have another band that's a little bit more like country leaning with uh fiddle and dobro where i play acoustic guitar i also um occasionally will play with uh, this great drummer jeff site who was in like aquarium rescue aquarium rescue unit and and it's a total legend and i'll play electric guitar in that and then um like sometimes I'll have people come and and put together an ensemble and I'll play electric bass. I basically, the great thing about that gig is it's pretty low pressure. Um, you know, we can do about a hundred people in there, but um, because I'm playing every week and it's always different ensembles, I'm getting the chance to do a, a really stretch myself musically in every direction. And that, that's been incredible. So sometimes it's, it's, it's eBay, sometimes it's the upright, sometimes it's, a, you know, electric guitar, sometimes it's acoustic guitar. And I'm, and I'm really kind of doing a little bit of everything with that. So yeah. that probably wouldn't have happened if it weren't for being stuck at home with the pandemic thing, right? No. And that's, that's really been a major silver lining of the pandemic for me is, is artistically and musically, I have grown and expanded in every direction. You, you, you got to do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and and establish this thing that has proven to be like really rewarding for me and the local music community. It's we built a whole scene Tuesday night. People are coming out to hear whatever we've cooked up, and and it's it's good for the brewery and the bar that I play at. It's good for you know I'm able to keep my my buddies employed. You know my yeah, local yeah. local musicians employed, and um and and yes, and and beyond that though, just you know I. I before the pandemic came on, you know, string dusters, we tour about half the time. And so I was, and I love that, but it's very one dimensional. I play upright bass in this certain style and I sing yeah. and sing a little bit of harmony. And, and that and was it's, really, and it's beautiful. And I've been lucky enough to go and see you do it live. It's been awesome. Uh, and you guys have done things like the Grammys and crazy stuff like that, right? 
Yeah, man. I, you know, we're, we're like we're, we're we're headlining Red Rocks this year. We've got a we, we're nominated for a Grammy for our our last record that that came out. We we won a Grammy a few years ago. We've we've managed to do a lot with this band over the last fifteen years, and we will be doing a lot more with this band forever. We're a band of brothers, and we love it. We love it. It's yeah. it's a total honor to be part of. But this it's it, it's kind of interesting to tease it out. It's like it's um you know everyone has this this hip. There's a lot of this hip advertising with with going, staying local, and so on and so forth. But what what you're really saying is you were forced to truly stay local. People that were able to go and see big acts in big places were like, "Wait, that's gone," and yeah. you you weren't able to hop on the tour bus. Right. So you're like, "I'm going to go play at my local place." What was it called again? It's called 185 King Street. And that was the that was the Tuesday before the other night, or that there was a, there were two. Yeah, places. that's that's on Tuesday, and then Wednesday we go up to Asheville, a place called the Gray Eagle, and that's where I've recorded this thing, the, the Travis Book Happy Hour. I've done about twenty episodes with with a variety of different guests, and I've I've actually turned that into a podcast. I have the first ten episodes or eight nice. episodes. I've got you know because it's like a ninety minute show. It has an interview segment. There's we do about eight or ten songs together, and so I've taken that, compressed it down to about forty five minutes to an hour, edited it down and have that in podcast form. You know, one thing I've learned about as a musician and as an artist is that you kind of have the opportunity to meet consumers or fans uh, in, in a variety of places on their terms. And, you know, yeah. um, you know, so for some people like they're like some, some artists aren't into Spotify, they're not into streaming or they're not into some, some artists don't play live, you know, and that's, right. and, and, and that's a question I think we all have to ask ourselves as musicians is, is sort of like, well, the opportunity is really to do whatever it is you want to do. You can do right. literally anything with your music. and well, you can Whatever put you're it, comfortable with, right? Yeah, totally. And you can put it anywhere. The, the question is just sort of like, where, where do you want to meet fans? You know? And so yeah. for me, being able to take it, edit it down to a podcast or, or live stream you know, the show on, on YouTube or, or, or you, know, you can come see me live. Like, you know, th- there's, there's th- those are the places I've decided to, to meet fans. Nice. Yeah, I've, I'm, I myself, I kind of enjoy uh, jamming and recording in my pajamas, um, yeah. and I and I don't have all that long, long time. Uh, I mean, you've got so much experience playing live. It is, it's, it's not even second nature; it's first nature for you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, people could come. Someone could hear this in California and decide to come meet you in Brevard or up in Asheville, right? And yep. they could probably they could probably come next week or right now you're on tour. Right now I'm on tour. Yeah. I won't I won't right. be there next week. But but um but the but the two Tuesdays that I am home, I am playing down there. And that's it's nice. it's a little bit it's like it's a little bit like my own it's like my own personal like it's like Branson, you know, where like the artist doesn't leave, you know, or like Vegas, where the artist doesn't leave, you go to the artist. And that's yeah. You know, it's it's kind of turned into that sort of thing. If you if you want to if you want to hear me do my thing, or if you want to see me and my friends do our thing, you can pretty much find us every Tuesday down on That's King cool. Street in Brevard, cool. and ho- and hopefully hopefully I'll be doing it down there for forever. We got a great we got a great little group of musicians, some really really heavy musicians in in Brevard, and we have a blast making music together. And it's and, it's, they're, it's and the and the and the restaurant fun. does okay. Yeah, the restaurant does great. It's it, Good. and yeah, it's, I mean, that, and it's the best brewery the in biggest, town. That's a big. It's a brewery too, so they've got the, they've got the liquor sales. That's the yeah. biggest thing I've seen. Um, you know, in in my mentor early days said to me, Gary, promise me you'll never open a restaurant. Yeah, and I, I remember when he said it, I was like, I mean, restaurants are in place and they're never going anywhere. And then you know, I'd see him on his Wednesday night jam with these with these old time Dixie guys, and, and I used to go all the time. Took it for granted. 
And uh, then you find out that Ashby's, the lobster place in Mystic that appeared to be making probably 10 million bucks a year selling overpriced lobster, poof, right. gone. And there's right. a, and now, now there's a Dunkin' Donuts, you know? Oh, so that's why I, it's good to hear they're brewing some beer because that'll probably keep them there, right? Yeah. And I mean, that was, and that was, that was one of the, you know, there's probably like 15 reasons why I wanted to do this. Yep. Start playing on Tuesdays, and one of them was to try to support this venue because they had just done a bunch of renovations, new owners that had a lot of new energy, and I knew that, you know, things are always touch and go for any venues, yeah. and the, and and you know, as as a musician and as an artist, I can I can always take I can always move on to the next thing. I can always right. make music here. Or I, I mean, can you, go there. You, you can play in a field as you do. Exactly, and sometimes we do for field hippies, but. But you know the 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 people who own these venues and are paying the rent, man, yeah. they they're the ones that really have it all on the line. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and I don't think that 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 the small venue owners really get enough respect in in, right. in the industry. Well, uh, I think because, a lot of a lot of consumers don't realize, you know, just to to key in on a different thing I I do in my life, but it's like I'll talk to people about the gym that I have, right? You know, I've got Upton Bay, so I do this gym as a as another project, man. We pay fourteen thousand dollars a month in rent. You, I mean, you, I can sell what three hundred memberships that you you'll tell me it's expensive for one hundred and fifty bucks a month. We're not even covering the rent, right? You know, never mind the thousand dollar electric. Never mind, you know, the cost of the employees. You look at that nut at the end of the month; it's twenty five thousand bucks. Yeah, and you yeah. know the breweries paying the same thing. They probably got some pretty significant loans out on their equipment. And like, unless they just dumped a bunch of cash in, in which case they still want to get that cash back. You know, totally. No, no one's looking to just burn money, you know? Totally. So, yeah. The, 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 the overhead and the margins on a small venue are, it's ridiculous and it's a yeah. labor of love for these people. And, and, and that's, you know, uh, uh, the older I get, you know, the question in part kind of becomes not just like, well, what, what do I want out of my life? But kind of like what, how, you know, how can I serve? And how can yeah, I how serve share? the greater good? How do you share it, man? Yeah. And what's the need and how can I help fill it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I think I'm feeling today when we, when I, I know I sent you a message saying this, but like um, Travis is running around at, at, you know, is this, are you at the gig basically right now? Where you yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in like the offices of Blue Point Brewing Company up in Long Island where nice. I've got a little bit of quiet space. So, so Travis is running around. You're running around saying, saying to me, Gary, I don't know if we could do this today because it's, it's it's crazy loud. <laughs> and and my response was, you know, better done than not done perfect. And I, and I think right. that's another line for the application of what happened during the pandemic. Uh, and by no means do I want this podcast series to continue with that theme. But we can't ignore how crazy this has been for all of us. Yeah. I mean, before this happened, I was down in my van. Where was I seeing you? Uh, Wormtown. Remember, I, I showed yeah. up in the van. I slept in the van behind the stage. And, you know, I mean, life was yeah. so free and easy. But yeah. you, you wouldn't be doing this Tuesday, Wednesday night yeah. thing if it weren't for this. And, and, and I bet, going back to Victor's, uh, you know, podcast we did, I bet you kind of like it this way. You know, it, it, it plugged you into things that, that, that were... Never going to get plugged in. Very early on with this pandemic, I, you know, I, I, I had some of my contemporaries were sitting around, twiddling their thumbs, waiting. And yeah. for me, all I all I ever see are opportunities, and it's always a question yeah. of, well, what can I do in this context, you know? And yeah. so, um, you know, I I I'm I'm starting to really get sick of 
COVID. But for a long time there, I didn't really have a big beef with it because I just sort of saw it as the natural unfolding and it was, it was very interesting and I could, I could be upset about it or I could, you know, I, you, you can always, you can always get, you can always get all worked up because things aren't how you expect them to be or want them to be, or you can start from right here right. and see that, that, that there is endless opportunity to do whatever it is you want to do and need to do. I think that seed though, one of the things I've said it, a million people have said it, but I've, I've noticed people only became richer versions of themselves, both, both, both positively and negatively. Right. So like, yes, if, if there were negative Nancy's that focused on how everything was terrible, well, they dug into it, you know, oh, yeah. and, and for those people that are used to being survivors, um, you know, maybe it, maybe it goes back to the bicycle. I mean, it never feels good when you're riding the bike, but you keep doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Digging, 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 you know, it never gets easier. You just go faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> feels, feels, but I think that application you're like, okay, I'm presented, I'm presented with these chips. Oh, Oh shit. Someone took 27 of my chips. Now I've only got these seven over here, whatever. I'll make my next thing. Totally. I'll um, work with that. Yeah, I've always said that. I'm like, I don't care if I got to go wait tables again or paint houses. I won't do it for long, but I'll, you know, I, 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 I don't have a plan, but I, but there'd always be the next plan, the next thing, the next grind. You know what I mean? Yeah, you um, got to play. You got to play the cards you're dealt. You yeah. know. Other, and you, but, other, but, but you got to play. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't just like sit on the sideline. Yeah. You play the cards you dealt, but you but you got to play. You know, and you got to well, you got to play fearlessly. You know, and then, and then look at all those people that came out and said, "Hey, we 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 still need this." You know, like we yeah. we want this, and we so um, changing gears. Looking at your social media, what's going on with this tooth thing? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I I did see that on Instagram. I'm like, he's got no tooth. Yeah, yeah. I got, what's that? All, what's that I, all about? I had to, I had to have a root canal done years ago because you know I took a fall and killed my tooth and then I nice. think when they did the root canal they took entirely too much material out of it and yeah. so the other day I was kind of absentmindedly I was on the phone with a buddy and I was fiddling with my tooth and literally broke it off right at the bottom oh. so oh. so I got to do an implant here I see it here oh man you're scared here here come the bluegrass music this is the bluegrass side <laughs> of the string dusters and then, and, and, and then we can combine back in that. Uh, the Grateful Dead side, and he can have his tooth again. Maybe I don't know. It, it's um, it, it's only temporary, but it's actually pretty pretty rich comic relief not having a tooth. So I'm trying to really embrace it. How is it singing like that? Um, well, I put in this like I got this Invisalign tray with a fake tooth, and it works okay. But you know, I have it gives me like a little bit of a speech impediment. But the s singing with the s's is a little tough. I would feel like a lot of air might be escaping that you don't want it, that you're, that you're hitting at the top of your mouth or something. You know, so, some, some people would be bothered by it, but I, it's a, just a really humbling, it's just a really good opportunity to be humbled and to not take any of this shit to, excuse me, any of this stuff too you're, seriously, you're fine. You're fine. you know? You're fine. So, so it's, 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 it's pretty, honestly, it's pretty hilarious. You know, I, yeah. I, no, nobody wants to lose their front tooth. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not because of poor dental hygiene or meth or anything like that. So I feel okay about it. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty oh. silly. Math. Thank you for clarifying that it's not meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't lose it because of meth. We had some questions over here that were saying, could you add? No, not really. So um, the, so where are you playing tonight? We're, uh, we're up in uh, Patchogue, New York, playing at the Blue Point Brewing Company. We were and at the, cap the, we're at the Capitol the Theater last night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're up. We're on tour with the Dusters. We've been we've been playing shows with this other great band called Green Sky Bluegrass tonight. Just 
us. We're on, we're on like basically like a three week tour. We'll be in Boston next week, and then down nice. to DC the weekend weekend after that. You said tonight's just you guys, right? Tonight's just us, yeah. All right, but yeah, the the, the uh, internet connection did one of those. We're, we're in the matrix for a second. Uh, I hate that. We had a. <laughs> I hate that. So, um, that's cool. All right, so tonight you're playing there in New York, Saturday night. Nice. And then in a couple of weeks, you said in Boston. Yeah, we'll be in Boston uh, next. We'll be in Boston this next weekend. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, so, you know. I mean, you've kind of answered a lot of my questions that were basically like, you know, how'd you roll through everything with the pandemic and, you know, how have you yeah. been? Uh, how, how are the kids? How, how are the kids doing? Good? Oh, they're great. They're just Good, beating man. each other up all the time, driving, driving <laughs> everybody insane. How, how, how's, <laughs> how's Rye guy? Tell Ryan I was asking about him. Right? I will. I will. I'll, let, right. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Like, be like, you remember Mr. Gary? See if, you, see if he remembers me when I was over at your house. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, he'll, he'll remember the birthday. Yeah. The birthday bit. Good. Um, so the biggest kind of the theme of this podcast for me isn't, you know, to talk about bass strings or basses or bass gear that like, I mean, we, we do that all day and like, there's plenty of people already doing that. That's not what I want to do. Um, and everyone agrees. Yeah. Um, my thing I wanted to ask you, and it might not just be one, but my thing is like, I want to hear the story of the craziest places the base has taken you. Cause as I was putting, as I was putting this together, I'm like, you know, whether it be uh, flying on a plane to drop a base off in Colorado or Ireland or Copenhagen or, and, and just the crazy driving I did during the pandemic to deliver bases, you know, 65 bases, like 40,000 miles. I was, you know, I mean, you know, I parked in your backyard and, and stayed yep. there. Yep. Um, but I, I got to thinking, I'm like, man, the privileges the double bass has afforded me. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, well, my friends probably have the same stories where they're like this one time. Um, so I was thinking like, what's a, you know, I mean, as elaborate or not, as you want to tell us, like, what's, what's a story where the, the bass, bass playing, bringing a bass, doing whatever it be. Tell me, and I don't know this, right? So like, this right. could be, this, this might surprise me. Well, the, the really... So I so I'll, I'll 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 give a little context. So, you know, wh- one of the things that first drew me to the to the upright, to the double bass was was I was I got into playing bluegrass music, and 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 what one of the things that was so appealing about bluegrass was that it was made entirely on acoustic instruments. So I was like jamming, I was like playing you know playing electric music like everybody does in a garage. But, you know, there's like drums and there's amplifiers and you've got to have electricity, right? But with it, you could take that bass, take an acoustic bass, and wherever you can get the bass, you can play it. And wherever yeah. you can get a, a group of guys with acoustic instruments, you can play music, you know? And so, we, you know, go, going to music festivals and being able to jam in 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 the campground was yeah was right a, right here right now without like oh let me plug it in and let's get our balance and oh hey yeah. man and then the drummer is going crazy because right. we're too loud and yeah right yeah i hate it i just i hate it I yeah that's i mean that's one of the coolest things about about bluegrass or folk music or what acoustic music whatever and so that because we can play this music everywhere it's afforded us the opportunity to play music in a lot of really interesting places, you know, yeah. just to, just to jam, 
whenever, yeah. like wherever and whenever, you know, whether sure. it's like a, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a rest stop on tour or that kind of thing. But nice. But but the most interesting place that that the that the base has taken me and that I have taken the base was uh, we did a seven day raft trip um, in on the middle fork of the Salmon River and and at the time I had uh, you know one of your one of your removable neck bases and a case that it went in and the raft company <laughs> and, you, and you use that as the raft yeah like, totally because it, it's so freaking big <laughs> totally the raft company the raft the raft company ordered a custom dry bag that yep. would, that that case would fit in and we packed the base you know to get to the river no return you got to fly in on these little tiny planes into the now, middle now, of the now, wilderness tell, tell everyone what state we're in where are we we're in the middle of idaho on the idaho. on the middle fork of the salmon river and largest contiguous uh piece of wilderness in the entire country and you the really? only way to get in there is to fly in these little tiny dirt airstrips on these little tiny planes there's like Perfect. three of us packed in there with all of our gear, you know, like a thousand and a beers yep. and an upright base, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and, and so, so we spent, I think it was maybe five days or seven days, um, you know, we float down the river all day, pull into camp, unpack the base, set up and, and play music in the middle of the wilderness um, on nice. the side of the river. And, and, you know, and, and at one point we played in, in, in this big natural amphitheater with, you know, Pet, you know, uh, petroglyphs all over the walls. I mean, you know, there, there's without, without, without the upright bass, you know, if I, if I was an electric bass player, that would not have yeah. been an option. You know? But imagine even, e- imagine even an acoustic, like no thanks. Totally. Yeah. Not, the thing doesn't push any air. Yeah. Um, so that would, that, you know, that far and away, the sort of the most unique thing I've ever done with the bass itself is, is taking it down the middle fork of the Salmon River. It was a legendary trip. And and so you said it's it's basically a river. Is it the is it the state line of 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 Idaho or is it somewhere in the middle? In that at that part of the river, I think is 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 dead center in the middle of the state. Okay, but it's in the largest contiguous section of wilderness in the USA. Yes, that's crazy. Largest I, roadless area in the U.S. And I, I remember that. Um, I know for a fact there are little glimpses of that on YouTube. Totally. Some, Right. So how, do, how does someone find that? Because I'm sure someone's going to hear this and go, oh, man, I want to check that out. So string dusters. What are yeah, I would look for I would I would I would search string dusters, middle fork. OK, string dusters, middle fork. And you'll probably see Travis and the guys with a little pretty. I remember that little video it was very it, it, yeah, it touches you deep. It's like, wow, that's cool. It, it that's was cool. far and away one of the coolest experiences. And, and to be able to, yeah, to pull to pull the base out of the raft every day, put yeah. the neck on string it yeah. up and be yeah. picking right like yeah. right there picking on the middle fork it was it was incredible incredible yeah i was i wanted to do something similar um uh down in utah cathedral yeah um, you know but you know backpack up get up there and you know get way up there and where, where they say the vortexes are and just see what yeah. it sounds like i mean because the, the other than the helicopters it's just it's surreal you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool, man. What, so is there anywhere else that you could think of or like a, a, a great event or a bad event? I mean, obviously the base is dragging you. You're dragging the base. The base is dragging you around doing this dusters thing. But uh, anywhere, uh, any other crazier things that you can think of that are like that? Oh, crazier things. Um, what, hey, how old were you when you first started playing the bass? Well, when did you first touch a double bass? 
the first time that. I the first time I touched one, uh, uh, a guy who who would would become basically my musical mentor, a guy named Benny Galloway, great right. songwriter. Um, he, I was at I was at a I was at a jam it, when I first discovered bluegrass. I was at a jam in Durango, Colorado, and he was playing the bass. And at one point, he kind of stopped and he looks around and he goes does anyone else play this thing does anyone else play this thing and my buddy Anders was like dude you know I'm sitting right behind him and he and he hands it to me and he kind of shows me how it works and that was the first time I'd ever played it you know I've been playing a lot of electric bass at the time I had a Tacoma you know Thunder yep. Chief acoustic yeah, with, with with a little hole up here yeah and I was do you still have it or did you get rid of it no 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 I had to sell that thing so I could buy an upright I sold like oh, nice. I, I had like a five string Warwick and I had like all these regular bases and I sold them all so that, I mean, once, once I got bit by the upright bug, yep. uh, that's all, that's all I wanted to do. So I sold, you know, it's only been, it was 15 years I went or 10 years without even touching an electric bass. Now I'm obsessed mm. with electric bass again. I have, I have cause to play it, but for forever I was just, it was all I cared about was just playing upright. I just wanted so to jam how, and play how, bluegrass. How old were you at that, at that jam in Colorado? 20, 20, 21. 20? But, had, but you had some electric bass yeah. fundamentals. You just had to do this and then learn how to make some sound. Yeah, and it took me a little while. But then the turning point was I went to this music festival, Four Corners Folk Festival in, in Pagosa Springs, where I would go every year. And, and I went one year and I took the upright and, and I played 10 hours a day for five days straight. And, really? and that was it. Like that, that was what it took. It was a really, it was a tough transition before that. But once mm. I put in all that time, and I had, I believe it was a Gibson upright. Yeah, we just had a really cool effect, you know, when you, because of the internet effect uh, connection, it said, uh, once I put in all that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had a Gibson first? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, am I, am I right? Does, did, did Gibson even make up, up, did they make well, double bases? So Gibson did make double basses epiphone k uh american standard and just to plug this fun bit in there we had a client recently who i forget the exact story eric will be able to tell us but um friend worked at gibson when they were making basses we imagine they were wow. scrapping they were scrapping all the molds he grabbed the molds and Whoa. we got a, we got a phone call about a month ago like, hey, I noticed you have all that old case stuff because, you know, we got all the molds from the case. Um, would you be interested in this outside and this inside mold set on the old? And if you remember, the corners were kind of long. It was, it's a funky model. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I just got that in like, I think we probably bought it a month ago. We got it in about two weeks ago. So we got the Gibson. That, that base would have been made on the very mold that I just got. You've got to so be I'm, kidding me, man. That's incredible. Yeah, man, I, this stuff just keeps showing up, dude. It's so cool. Like, so I want to make a copy, you know, I mean, I don't know if we can call it a copy. I want to use their mold to make one of their bases. Oh, um, I would, yeah. I would, I would love to see that. This, it was this really cool base and it, um, but it had been owned by a drunk and he continually would fall downstairs with this thing. And so the front of the base had been knocked in like yeah. at least twice Yep. So the you know the whole the whole front was just it, it was it was not it was not good it was not a good I'm, looking I, base. I'm, I'm looking for a Gibson rib uh, rib mold shots. Uh, they're still in packaging, but I know they're here somewhere. 
That's um, incredible. I wonder if I can hold it up to the camera and show you. <laughs> um, yeah, they just they just showed up. Uh, it'll be fun to rip them out. So yeah, he used to fall down the stairs with the thing. Yeah, he, he, he someone loaned me this bass because they saw me playing the Thunder Chief at a gig with with this bluegrass band. I was just starting to learn how to play bluegrass, and he pulled me aside afterward and he was oh, like, man. "Dude, you can't." He's like, "You can't. You, you need you need to play." Need to play yeah. the big guy. Yeah. He's like, and I got one you can borrow. And so yeah. I played that thing for a couple of years before I had to give it back. Yeah. I mean, it, it amazes me, you know, on that note, in the world of double bass kind of requisite music like jazz, yeah. um, you know, and bluegrass and obviously at the symphony, one of the places we're most prolifically seeing those, those electric uprights, I won't name them, uh, on stands in little slabs is in the bluegrass world. Whenever I go to the, the conventions and different things, I see the most stick uprights. And I'm going, of all the Americana music, if you don't have that that junk in the trunk, man, I, I don't know how they're pulling. That seems crazy to me. Well, and, you know, a lot of the contemporary, a lot of my contemporaries on the scene, you know, uh, uh, Ben Coffin from Yonder Mountain and, and, and Mike Duvall from Green Sky Bluegrass and a ton of other guys who are my contemporaries, they all play these electric stick uprights. And part of why they do it is because the travel is way easier. It's just part of why it, they, it just it just kills you, right? I mean, it's 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 hard work. The travel is a challenge. The other reason that they do it is is you know, if you're trying to push really, really big volume, basically put on a rock show, yeah, uh, with 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 an upright, it it poses some challenges. Now I'm up to the challenge and our sound guy is a genius and we work yeah. extremely hard getting the bass to work, to sound yeah. the way we want on a massive stage at massive volume. And, I mean, and, we're and, not, it, and it show from going and seeing you play. I mean, you're not only are you like playing and singing, but you're pretty much dancing and walking around the stage and the bass sounds tight, you know, like yeah. I've, I've been there. Yeah. I've felt it. I've listened. And that can go very easily, you know? Yes. I, I mean, and think I've seen you like in little fancy theaters in Hartford, Connecticut, and then yep. at little festivals and Red Rocks. And yeah. the bass sounds like the bass. Uh, and I, and that's not something that is that common amongst performers on the double bass. And I, I don't know if it, the guys don't know what they don't, what they sound like out, out back, <laughs> you know? Yeah, sometimes I wonder if they even really know what they sound like. You know? Yeah, and and well, I think I, a lot I, of times guys get out and and they just they just want to be heard. Yeah. So they don't, you know, you, tone goes out the window if you're if you're, you know, like it's like volume first, and then they worry yeah. about the tone. And you know, yeah. one of the issues I've got with 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 your basses is that they they sound so good and they are so they're so resonant and they have so yep. much depth. I mean, the upright has this in general, but anyway, yeah. you know, I specifically experience it every time I get a new one of your bases, it's even better than the last one. And it's almost harder for us to control because it's so sure. resonant. You know, I joke yeah. about like when I'm, when you make me another base, I want to like have like a little door in the back that I can stuff foam inside of it to try to get the thing to, qui yeah. to, to quiet down. I already stick a big piece of foam behind the tailpiece and I put foam in the F-holes F -holes, right. to try to get the base to just, uh, to, 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 to slow down a little bit and be less resonant. Now, the great thing about that is I pull that foam out and I play it acoustically and it's like, well, you know, massive with, with the both of us liking bikes and air pumps, maybe we need to just put a simple air bladder in the base. I well, wonder, 
I wonder if it would, I wonder if it would dampen it though, because sometimes, you know, um, one of the acousticians I work with, he'll explain that bass frequencies don't see certain things. It's, it's, you know, uh. it's why, it's why a car can drive down the street with a guy playing boom, 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 and he can rattle your dishes. Yeah. But, you know, if he's got violins in the car, you're not hearing that, you know? Right. So I wonder, I was thinking about making a, um, I think I told you this a while ago, like imagine a, a blade you could turn on the back of the bass. And when it was, when it was vertical, it would say, leave the chambers open. And yeah. Then you, would then you would turn it and it would almost close off the whole lower bout. Yeah. But again, I don't know if it would actually impede the, the bass's ability. The bass would probably say, I don't even see that. And it would just play right through it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I want, I've, I've wondered that too. Like uh, 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 you first mentioned like some type of an air bladder or like a, you know, like just take like a big bicycle inner tube and put it in there. Yeah. Blow that thing happens. up. Yeah. We, well, we've, we've, we've got a, we've, we're satisfied with our solution, which is just a little yeah. bit of foam and a lot of, a lot of work, uh, you know, good, a really good sound engineer with, with some decent gear can get that thing under control and make it sound, cool. make it sound like it still sounds like an upright. And I still get that. I still get that, um, attack and, and swell and decay. Decay. Yeah. That's the key, right? Yeah, which is that's that's so crucial, and what and that's what that's one of the things that those sticks don't have is that yeah. is well, you that, get that exactly. yeah that kind of yeah. and 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 with the you know and with bluegrass uh, uh, it's so important that the notes you know yep. it, it seems really simple it's like bump 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 yeah. but but a huge part of that is getting that swell and then when the note stops. Is how yep. it swings, you know. And any yeah. any jazz player will tell you that too. If you want it to swing, your attack is one thing, but when the note stops, is the other. And yeah, we can't be having bong, bong, bong. Totally, because that doesn't goes, feel like anything. To the, it goes back to the tuba. I mean, it needs to be pump, pump, pump. Yes, pump, pump. Right. Well, totally. it's, it's 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 really an interesting thing. You know, I'll get a call some. You know, often uh, it'll be a recording engineer in a studio or a bass player who's a recording engineer. And unless you have a guy like a crazy, crazy bass player who's really dialed his stuff in and he happens to be a master level, you know, engineer who there's a couple of Google them and you'll figure out who they are. But they'll often, you know, I'll be talking to a guy about, you know, an old Hawks Panorama or something. And I'll be like, honestly, a plywood is the most digestible sound in studio. Like you get a little plywood bass, you mic it up right. You know, use a little pickup sound. It's very controllable. It's very recordable, and no one will know. I mean, if you're bringing the bow out, you're going to get a little bit of this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But other than yeah. that, very few. I mean, sure. You know, what are there a thousand of us that would know? Is that a plywood? You know, the, the, right. the rest of humankind doesn't know a bloody difference between a carved top and, and a plywood top. It's funny you mention that because I do I do some session work at this local studio and. It's come to the point where when when I go in there, they're they're happier when I bring my standard laminate. Yeah. Like yeah. your your guys' bottom, bot, the most basic base you guys made, yep. you know, seven years ago when I bought it, they'd mm -hmm. rather have that than than you know than the solid top hybrid. That's a, well, a much get, better you get, base. You get the overtones. You got overtones. You've got ringing. You've got sustain. The back's doing stuff. The top's doing stuff. The astro <laughs> yeah. are doing stuff. It's too much to figure out. You know, you, you could spend a, you could spend a week dialing the sound and, in. Sorry, we broke. Yeah, up. and and that's a that's kind of a big that's a 
that's a big question I'm sort of asking myself as I'm getting ready to, to have a conversation with you about another base. Mm. Um, is it's one it's one thing for me to be playing in my studio practicing by myself. Yeah, and you I want, want everything. Yeah, you want everything. I, yeah, I want everything, man. I want yep. I want like I want everything. But when I'm playing on the road, when I'm playing through a sound system, when I'm in the studio. I turns out I don't really want everything. Yeah. And 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 it and it it may be that I'm probably I'm probably better suited as a working bassist with a much more basic instrument. Yeah. Well, I wonder I wonder too if we could um, you know, now we're we're going to to, we're totally bass geek in here. But I wonder I wonder if if it were two things if if we're able to get inside the base from some proportion whether it be a suitcase base or something that's slightly disassemblable yeah could i could i back the f holes with just some scrap veneer that the tops are made out of paint paint those scraps black and yeah. have 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 maybe two like thumbish screws that would set in so you wouldn't see that the f holes are closed yeah. and then at the same time that would also stiffen the top up Oh yeah. So it, you might find you use one. Maybe yeah. foam might foam might be actually doing more than we realize. It's stopping the bass acoustically, but it's still letting the top do this. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I hadn't so, thought I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what we can do there. I mean, maybe maybe we throw a a retro piece in a suitcase base to see how it affects that to at least substantiate then how it would affect the real bass. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean that. The suitcase base offers a ton of opportunity for mm. for innovation and 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 to experiment with things because you can get inside the thing, right? You know, and Spot, so spots I never knew I could get, right? Yeah, so like for me, I like I'll, I'll, I'll a lot of times I'll take the big pieces of foam that I use to pack the base, and as I'm assembling it, I'm stacking that foam in there, yeah. So that and 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 putting pressure on the top and the back, and and but I found that I've like I put too much foam in, and sometimes like. You know, I, I like it. I like the foam better when it's in the lower bout, and I don't like it as much when it's in the top. And I, you know, but putting a big piece of foam right next to the, right next to the, to the f holes, you know, will change things. It's really remarkable how, um, how sensitive the instrument is, and how much, it, it, what you can do with that foam placement. Yeah. You know, do you do you find if you foam in the upper bouts, does it impede your ability to feel and hear the bass more than the lowers? It does. It does, and it and it 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 makes the whole thing a little bit kind of. It, yeah, it makes it like a feels like it's a little mushier. Mm. You know, it's like it doesn't have the the instrument loses a lot of the crispness when I put that foam higher up in the bass, and part of that mm. may be my own perception. Um, but I find I, that I it's, don't. I don't think so. I, I've always said that the upper bouts, how thin or thick they are, how stiff they are, how they turn, how they're lined internally. That the upper, it's not necessarily exactly this way, but if, as a rule, because I'm always careful to say, because then I get quoted. Gary said, "If you do this, the bass sounds like this." Right? <laughs> right, right, right. But generally speaking, the upper portion of the bass acoustically is kind of the enjoyment of the player section of the instrument. Ah, uh, a lot of that resonance and sound that we need to stay in tune is not that sound that's out there. It's the sound that's here, and I find it comes through the upper bounce. It, it it just does, man. You you got you guys put something on the internet this week about uh, uh, sort of the it, it, it was a, a discussion about like and, and I can see him in the background there violin versus the the gamba 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 yeah however you want to say it and 
And man, that really got me thinking. I, I hadn't thought about how that those right. violin corners make it make it make it stiffer. Yep. What does that What does that do sonically? It's hard. So again, being careful with rules, right? Yeah. I don't want to. I said that when this happens, this happens. But all other things being created equal, we're lucky because we've made thousands of bases that I can be pretty on point with knowing and having them sit right next to each other. The only thing that's different is the, you know, bouts of the instrument or it be the top or the back. Generally speaking, speaking, generally speaking, <laughs> the, the stiffening, that's where I was going with that. The stiffening of the ribs does give a little more point to the sound. Um, but we often combine it with a bigger, boomier, mushier sound. That's why like the brushing, which has the deepest of the ribs that we can do. And if, if, if we make a brushing in all its glory, it's got dark, you know, a, a nice big arch on the back that's dark. It's a soft wood. You know, it can be combined with a top, a, a tight top. The mitten wall, which is not the one in the video, but the mitten wall is the contrast. For us, our mitten wall model is just a gamba cornered brushing base with different F holes. Interesting. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit softer. It's got a little bit more junk in the trunk, but then because I know that I'm able to make up for it in the brushing by using a softer back that's round. So a lot of the bases can get the same sound. You just need to pull out the different tools, you know? So that makes perfect sense. If you, yeah. If you said make the soggiest, darkest, deepest sounding, whatever, I guess we would do some big gombo or maybe we'd go cornerless. Um, but then cornerless wouldn't offer enough structure for the top and the back. And now you'd have the top and the back ripping the base apart because <laughs> remember like, like the cable that comes out of your tailpiece for the removable neck that goes all the way up to the neck block. Every yeah. time you pull, every time you pull on the strings, the back of the base gets stretched, right? So you uh -huh. pull on the strings, the neck gets pulled forward. The top gets pushed in and the back gets stretched. So if the ribs, if the ribs are too weak, you you next you'll have a nice big crack in the back a crack in the top the ribs are going to take themselves apart you know yeah. then you could say oh well, let's just use thicker plywood okay well now it's not going to make any noise right so those are thoughts that i never got to have until i made a base that was in pieces in a suitcase <laughs> you know? yes yeah it's like why do flat backs crack you know i don't know that it's because the back's flat I don't know that it's the bracing. I think a large piece of it is that it doesn't have that elasticity that a round back does so that when I play the string and the neck pulls forward that the, I imagine the round back does something like this, right? Right. Or yeah. maybe it does something like this, or maybe it does a combination of the two, the flat back sitting there like this eventually just gets sick of being pulled on and it has to break on a grain. There's so, not, not really, not really anywhere to go. There's no, it, it's, it's like, like, like almost like a, you know, a round back has, has, it's almost like a spring where there's, right. it, it's able to flex. Whereas yep. the flat back, there's, there's no give. Right. It, and it's why a lot of modern day makers are now playing with different bracing or they'll actually build a little spring into the back where like, I don't do this, but they'll, they'll make the back flat or they'll, and then they'll make the brace concave or convex so the back has to come in or vice versa a million different x versions these versions that yeah. version i've seen some of this crazy stuff like this I, I i'm i still believe other than the upper bout where we canted into the neck block i like it flat as a pancake i because i when when you glue two pieces of wood together i just want them to be happy you know i don't want this right. one pulling on this because someone's going to win that battle 
Totally. Um, but, you know, so it, with the rib question, we play with, um, and again, this, there's like back of house stuff we don't talk about because like, I don't necessarily want to tell China how to do it, you know, right, 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 right. Then, they get it, then they get it wrong, but like our ribs aren't all the same thickness. So that's, that's that. I would say uh, it's, it's a really interesting place to investigate. It's very expensive research. I mean, you know, you'd be like, Oh yeah, let's make a base. Like, and that's why I told you that day one, when we started, I'm like, dude, we're going to do a bunch of bases, you know, and I find it's not a client will say, I want this. And I'm almost like, well, tell me what you don't want. Cause usually that list <laughs> is a lot longer and it has a lot more points for me to work off of than the like, sure. I want a base that sounds one, two, and three. I'm like, no, nah, give me the list. That's 30 things that you don't like. Cause I can make yeah, sure yeah, yeah. I don't do those. And then I end up bringing you over here and boom, there you go. Oh, that's so interesting. So what's, what's next for you? Are you just kind of like grinding on, on this? I mean, in a good way, like, is it, is it like get the dusters thing rocking again? Like what's kind of like the one year plan? What do you think, Trev? Yeah, we, we've got, we got a new record coming out in February. Uh, nice. We made, uh, you know, last year and, um, and it's, and it's killer, man. It's great. Um, I have some songs on there. I'm really, really, really into. Uh, so we've got, yeah, we've got like steady touring schedule doing the club this winter on the bus and then a bunch of festivals this summer. Uh, and, and pretty much still plugging along, man. I'm trying to fit in some episodes of the happy hour so that I can be, you know, nice. continue to build, build that content. Um, yeah, make sure you send, the me over, the send me over that so I can share that. You know, just just harass me with that. I, I will. Yeah, please. Um, when are you at I Red will. Rocks? Uh, May, I think it's May 24th. It's a Thursday which, uh, May. Which I would recommend to all Upton Bass followers to get your butt on a plane and get out there and go see Travis in an amazing setting and listen to good music and have a nice time. You yeah, know? that place is legendary. And we're playing with this awesome band called the California Honey Drops. Nice. Ever heard them? They're no. so cool. And then this uh, amazing electric bass player, Karina Rickman, who plays with uh, Marco Benevento and does a bunch of really cool stuff. She's on that bill as well. So that's nice, it's. Man. I mean, and that's that's really that's the best thing about being um, being in a band in in this sort of larger music and you know, for lack of a better word, kind of jam band scene is that we come in contact with so many incredible musicians yeah. from. Yeah. All you know, not all stripes, but but a huge, huge cross section of the of the music world, and and build these relationships, and also get heavily influenced by this stuff. You know, it's just really, it's just really mind bending to get to see, you know, to 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 be at you know Telluride Bluegrass and to be sitting there watching the original Flectones and watching Victor do his thing is yeah, yeah. you know it 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 you know I walk I walk away from that set just so inspired and so yeah. so ready to, to 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 continue to dig in and 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 find find my own voice you know because i'll never be you're... victor but <laughs> and victor will never be you that's what he would say i'm telling you he exactly would exactly well i'm, I'm in the i'm I'm, ha I'm halfway through his latest book right now yeah. um you know i've read the music lesson a few times and i can't remember what the new right. one is everyone but... loves that but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm deep in, in, in that Victor philosophy of, you know, music is, music is love and love is music and, and you got to be open-minded and you got to, you got to, you got to treat it with, with love and, and respect and, and honor the music. You know, Victor's yeah, really well, such a gift. And, and it sounds like what I, what I'm taking from what you're saying is you're getting the opportunity just to have different people float in, play with them, 
you're flowing in and playing with other people. It's, you know, you're, you probably have, I mean, I've seen you with random guests, different, you know, at different shows. And are you getting to, are you getting to really musically share with lots of different people, even on and off stage? Yes. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. And it, and, it, and that's and exciting, it, right? It never ends. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the name of the game, you know, is to yeah. just continue to, to, to learn and to, st- and to study and to be open-minded and to take, take every, every situation as a, as a, as a musical challenge and to sort of see so, what you can do. Well, we should wrap it up in a minute here. I mean, cause the two of us are talk all day, typical bass players. What would you say to musicians that are, you know, they, they've, they're at home, they're playing the bass. They feel like they live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa or um, wherever it is. What would you say the thing they should do to try and get that juice flowing? Like how do they, you know, what's, what, what's your advice? The, the the only thing that's ever moved me forward musically is is playing with people and playing mm. out and playing yeah. as part of ensembles. I can I can shed you know I I I, I play a lot at home uh, because it's fun and I love the way the instrument sounds. But the only time I'm really moving forward is when I've got gigs on the books when I'm playing with other people. And so, you know, if you're, if you're, if, if you're out there in the middle of nowhere and there's no one to play with, it's going to be tough to move, yeah. to move forward and to expand your musical context, you know? So I, I always tell people, any musicians, man, find, find, find some people and play. Make, yeah. Maybe, maybe form you won't a band. Get to play. Yeah. Maybe you won't get to play what you want. I remember when I was younger, I was, there was some Christian rock band that needed a bass player. And I was like, man, I don't do that. And I, Lou, you know, my mentor, he's like, just go play, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I couldn't play what they wanted to play. And I learned a whole lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that put, put, yeah, put, that's what, that's always my advice would be to put yourself in situations where you're playing with other people because yeah. it, it puts the impetus on you to learn if it, if, you know, and especially if you, if you have a, if you have a band, you know, you, 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 you got to bring material and you got to yeah. bring, you, you, you know, uh, you form a repertoire that way. And, and, you know, you can learn. It's great. You know, there's guys all over the internet that are incredible players and, and can play all this crazy stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's when you're making, you know, it's when you're making music with other people yeah. that it, means something and that it, and that it has and he, gravity even, and then you start to bro even the simplest things with others just can sound so beautiful right you know you, you think you could do totally. so much like you said you do this you do all these acrobatics by yourself uh and that i mean i think that's what makes the real masters the masters that can do the acrobatics and do it with other people like those guys make my mind go you know like like we're saying with victor and bela like um, victor yeah yeah he's yeah. a great example of a guy he's he's doing the stuff in the live context that that you know that the show offs can do on their computer at, from yeah. home. He can yeah, actually take that right. into live context, right? Yeah, yeah. they're like take one, take two, take twenty seven, take two hundred. <laughs> oh, that'll be good for Instagram. <laughs> exactly. he's, do, he's doing it on the stage. Yeah, 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 man. Well, um, so maybe we could try and follow up, maybe around Red Rocks or after. Um, Love that. My goal will be to have that Gibson rib mold to talk about. Uh, at least have it on camera and you know we'll, we'll talk about Travis's first bass that was made on that very mold that would be so, that would be awesome and hopefully and hopefully by then too we can we can be talking about um, 
you know, the next base that we're going to absolutely that you're well, going to build get, for me. Yeah, let's let's get that going. Let's get that going uh, offline here and uh, um, kind of make we'll get that don't want list going. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Well, that's 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 really good for me to know that that's where we're going to start because yeah. I I I'll I'll because I've got an idea of some things I want, but to be able to articulate what I don't want is is going to be a really useful exercise for me. Yeah, and and gotta haves don't wants and gotta haves and yeah. you know. Yeah. If if I if I get ninety percent of those, you'll be like perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've been I've been thrilled with every bass that I've ever played of yours, especially um, with with maybe the exception of the first one, which was which was before you guys actually made them yourself. Yeah, the way imp- back the imp- in the day, the imports we were finishing. Yeah, that was still a yeah. good bass, but but it's it's you know the last four uh, that I've played that you guys have made every single one, man. It's just like it's it's a it's a whole quantum leap forward every time I get one of your guys' bases, and I'm so Thanks, psyched. Man. So I mean, I mean, you know, on the suitcase base, man, I've been blowing everybody's mind with that. Thing. You know, <laughs> it's it's it's. There's nothing like the first time you pop that thing open and pull all those pieces out, and right? the guys right? like, "What the yeah. hell is going on?" I, and then you yeah. put the thing together, and it sounds amazing. It's just it's yeah. really remarkable. Um, and even that, there's like a couple of things from there's a couple of things from that base and the development of that base that I want to apply going forward to to a regular yeah, well, base. we could do we could do all or some or none of that to a regular base I mean and that's where I think it's not it's your mindset but you know it's it's mine and yours mindset to like mine was to be like we can make a base that comes apart and then your willingness probably a from who you are b the cycling thing you're like i've put a bike in a box i mean i've put a bike in the box and flown over around the world you know what i mean yeah yeah you, you know how and we, we don't care we show up and squeak 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 and our bike works and we put our lives on the thing and go down a hill 50 miles an hour totally earlier that day it was in pieces right you so know? just give give me give me a, a base in a box and a four millimeter allen wrench and i'm good to go yeah, let's do exactly. this <laughs> and it's made out of wood things are gonna break um you know i, I i'm gonna tell you I sh- i'll leave you with with a couple things i'm working hard uh on developing just for, even for the neck offs we're working hard on the case thing man the case thing is is the bane of our existence it is we we will have an in-house case that is ah. that is happening and then second lighting probably by the time next time we talk we are in we're currently in development mode and we are they are being constructed string making machines very exciting so we'll be having we're we're, amazing yeah we're 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 having another we'll have another company kind of uh with the upton name but separate from upton base that will be selling bass strings so that's kind of you know the fun stuff the innovation never stops over there, man. It's awesome. Well, man, I got, I got it. We need the stuff, and honestly, yeah. some of the suppliers, I can't rely on them. And yeah, you know, necessity is the to- mother of invention. Yeah, if I need tomatoes for my tomato sauce, I'm gonna start planting tomato plants. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's a great way of putting it. All right, Chad. Well, stay warm, man. And it was good talking to you. And uh, thanks, Gary. Good to see you, man. I'll, I'll send you a message. Uh, and let, really, it's, please harass me let's go back and forth on the base and let's make sure we're on the same page yeah i'll i'll get i'll get some stuff written down and then we'll get on the phone and we'll, we'll hash it out all right bro have a great gig tonight thanks brother good to talk thanks to you. for being on see you